Who watches The Watchmen? We do! Welcome everyone to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are going to talk about Watchmen Season 1, Episode 7. It's called An Almost Religious Awe. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. And, yeah, there's definitely spoilers in this one. There's definitely something you could spoil. And I actually had to dodge the spoilers a little bit, because... It was, you know, it was Monday, and I was going about my business, and, you know, every, you know, I'll glance at Twitter, and I almost read something about Watchmen, and I went, oh, no, 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 people talking about Watchmen, what's happening, what's going on? And I immediately then went to watch the episode, because I thought, well, I better watch it now before someone asks who spoils it for me. Um, what's your thoughts? So you weren't spoiled at all? I wasn't spoiled, no. Me neither. I went unscathed. Unscathed, mm-hmm. I watched the episode. Uh, and got a pretty insane twist out of it, which obviously we'll talk about at the end, because it's right at the end of the episode, but uh, it does r- raise an interesting set of questions and an interesting can of worms, because you you almost kind of was starting to guess this a I few don't episodes think so. ago. I think no. anybody who guessed this is, is they, they have an inside guy. No, no, you, you kind of did. I remembered you talking about um, about I want to talk about this now. I'll leave in this, but I'm bringing this There's up no later. No way I guess it. No, you can't. You're kind of no, because I immediately thought of something you said. I don't read Reddit boards anymore because <laughs> they're a waste of time. I, 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 there's no way I would have guessed it. If I guessed it, it was a joke. <laughs> no, because you, you're okay. Fine, we're talking about it now because you're fighting me on it. So it was, it was a few episodes ago. It was when, um, it was one of the first times we saw, uh, what's the face, Laurie talking to Angela. And it was in the car, mm-hmm. and she mentioned something about her past relationship. She was talking about Angela's husband. You said something, because as soon as this happened at the end of the episode, I thought of, I remembered you saying something about this. And my first, I don't think so. And my first thought was, I can't believe she was effing right about this. That was my first <laughs> thought. I don't know, I'll have to check the tapes. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back, I have to remember what episode that was and go back and check. It was at least two episodes ago, maybe three. Um... <laughs> but I, I actually thought I, I'm sure you maybe you didn't maybe you weren't like seriously suggested or whatever but you said something you said something that was along the lines of our husband might be this or comparing Cal to what, like we'll get to it so the episode <laughs> starts with a, a flashback to the 80s um, and if I have any critiques about the episode is that it was kind of weird although it kind of justified it by the end, but at first I thought it was kind of weird that we just had an entire episode that was entirely one big flashback. Then we, we then mm-hmm. start the next episode and we have recurring flashbacks this episode as well. So that's a bit strange. It's a bit weird to have that immediately again. I was thinking it was kind of weird that we went from an episode that was so focused and grounded in one thing to this bizarre, probably the weirdest episode so far that we've had and any, I think anybody who was unsure if they liked The Watchmen probably decided that they didn't like it at this point. <laughs> and yeah. anybody who's definitely hate watching The Watchmen because they are holding on to the original are definitely angry now. <laughs> what are you talking about? I am not any of those people, by the way. I loved it. 
<laughs> um, so we have this flashback to a uh, young Angela SDAs, and she's a young girl in Vietnam this is a, the death of her parents uh, which you kind of knew something bad was going to happen at the end of this just because it, it had that feeling t- uh, of it but she's uh, we start with like a it's like a cheesy VHS documentary about Dr. Manhattan that you could get mm-hmm. in the 80s and there's a lot of like little mythology things throughout this scene where you can see that He's, you know, Manhattan's painted on murals all over this city, but there's also clearly a, a contingent who are writing murderer over him and things like that. There's clearly an anti-Manhattan right. group within the country as well. And right. we have a young Angela uh, looking through the VHS tapes in the video store. And I know some of you young kiddies out there don't remember what a video store is, but or even ever had been in one. But she's looking through the video store and she lands on... Uh, Sister Night. This is where she gets her name from. Is a is a Foxy mm-hmm. Brown looking knockoff called Sister Night. Yeah, it's a very black exploitation film. <laughs> yeah, and she takes it up to the counter and she's talking Vietnamese to the guy and he's like, "Your parents are gonna let you watch that." And she's like, "No, nope, give me it. I want it." And he's like, "Okay, fine, but I'll, <laughs> I'll give you your money back when you come back in five minutes when they tell you you can't have it." All right, <laughs> like he's been a, so he's been a nice enough guy about it. Um, mm-hmm. it clearly knows her well enough to sort of have this banter uh, and she goes and outside she's tried to do this before that's what I got from it oh yeah absolutely yeah she's she's probably tried to rent I mean well, I don't know exactly what year, year it was but like she probably tried to get the thing or something before and was told no nope, you're not watching the thing well I think no I think she was trying to rent this one before because she she very clearly is drawn to this particular movie even though she's too young for it Oh, I didn't necessarily think that it was the same movie, but you could be right, yeah. I I, I was just thinking, because the way she sort of like stumbled onto it in the rack made me feel like it was the first time she'd found this one. But she's clearly tried mm. R-rated movies and, you know, other things before. <laughs> um, and, I, I, you know, I, I empathise with her because I'm pretty sure by this age I was watching most R-rated stuff that I wanted to. <laughs> I, was, yep. I was not having it held back. Yeah, my, my issue was going to the movie theatre with my friend being dropped off by my mom to go see whatever movie we wanted and then not being able to go in. <laughs> I mean, sometimes we would get in and every time it was, it was awesome. But you know, every now and then they'd say, sorry, you're not old enough. Yeah. Um, so we see, yeah, we see, we see parts of the cells. There's like a parade going on outside or a festival and she's walking through the, the stands and uh, we see there's, there's like several people. It's called the VVI. I don't know what that stands for though. Vietnam. Have you been reading the PD files? Uh, not since like the first batch. It's been a while. Yeah, I only looked at the big dildo diagram. Because the have added a few. That one. Yeah, the have <laughs> a few every week uh, after each episode. Um, I've not been keeping up with them, but uh, I bet it's explained in there because there's a lot of little things. I'm just like, BBI. I wonder. That's what they describe this like parade or festival as. Uh, Vietnam something independence well it's not really independence because it became a state so it's kind of the opposite of independence but yeah. uh, but I don't know I don't you're know. probably right on Vietnam being one of them <laughs> yeah this is a good guess I mean you know they're, they're celebrating becoming part of the US seemingly and yeah. Vietnam's What's the country what's like about so. that yeah. uh, <laughs> no comment um <laughs> So she's walking through the, the this this, and we see like a glimpse of like people wearing like Manhattan masks. There's like one guy painted blue wearing like a speedo. Um, in fact, in the uh, documentary at the start, you even see like you don't see his face, but you see like the footage of like Manhattan walking through Vietnam, 
uh from the yeah. comic really cool uh notably um and that's to be fair this is actually accurate to the comic but he was wearing his speedos he wasn't just flopping the dong uh right as he often does but in, in the comics that was also true in that that scenario he was wearing the speedo or the thong or whatever uh during the vietnam stuff i um, i approve of the word dong the choice of the word dong <laughs> we've Thank had this you. discussion before of which one's funnier dong is at least 20 percent funnier than any other word for penis <laughs> I, i'm self-positive this funnier but it's a pretty consistently funny one i'll give you that <laughs> what if you put ding in front of it ding dong <laughs> ding dong's kind of good yeah <laughs> dong's definitely the best <laughs> anyway, oh. So she goes to her parents, and her dad is very anti-masks. Uh, He's like, no, people who put on masks are dangerous, and you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not old enough to understand the difference between reality and you know what's fake. And sometimes fake can become real. Yada yada yada. And it kind of like quickly flashes back. And one of the things I kind of appreciated as I was watching through the episode, I, mean, I didn't really necessarily realize it in this scene, but as I was going through some of these flashbacks is that mm-hmm. she's having these flashbacks of her own memories, right? And so that kind of separates it from last episode because it's her memories and not Will's. But she's experienced all of Will's memories. So what I thought was really interesting in these flashbacks is that everything that was happening, she was kind of experiencing it in two contexts. She was experiencing the context of her own memory of her parents, but she's also experiencing it in the context of, oh, this is my son, because she's also kind of remembering it as Will too um right and it's made clear you know lady true says multiple times that you know right now you're kind of not sure which one is you and which one is him you're kind of you know and she is becoming more clearly herself throughout the episode but her mind and her memories and her dreams are definitely still kind of you know fudged together and yeah uh, i thought that was really interesting watching this especially later on when um um you know the, the wife character you know will's wife uh shows up like how that was kind of mixed because june uh, yeah, June, because uh, last episode, I don't know if you said this last episode, but someone definitely said in the comments uh, that that one moment at the end of uh, old June speaking to her was probably uh, Angela's own memory kind of mixing in with his. And it was, I, I, I was absolutely right. That was a, that was the perfect read on yeah. that because that's what we see in this episode. Yeah, that, so. that was not me. I didn't predict yeah. that at all. Um, did I keep giving you props for things you never did? Because I, I I mean, you can keep going. I just feel bad <laughs> taking credit. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I just I scrolled down to have the names in front of me just in case I get any other names, you know, forgotten for a second. And the first name I just noticed as I looked at it was Miss Crookshanks. Uh, so, which, you know, we got more Vite this week, but we didn't actually get him saying anything. Well, it was all wrong. I enjoyed the fart. The fart was great, but there was no Miss Crookshanks. Crankshanks. Shing, shing, you know what I'm talking about, right? No, but she did have a good scene. Yes, but we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Angela wakes up. Uh, oh well, after the suicide bomber uh, kills her parents, uh, along with some other military. She gets thrown from her bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Lady Trick comes in. She's like, "Oh, you've woken up, you know, ten times already, and I've given you." This. And she gives her this this quick like drug that gives her like a quick. It's always like a. Like, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's definitely based on the, the nostalgia technology in that it gives her like a essentially a memory, but the memory is like a pre-recorded video explaining what. Yeah, this... it's like a tutorial or a. <laughs> I think she calls it a, a tutorial. Yeah. But it's just like a a rundown of what the medication does, without all the listed side effects that go on for like. 50 pages yeah it, 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 yeah more specifically it's, it's kind of like telling her this process of her healing 
and yeah. like you know what's what's happening like a really here. calming voice that comes in and it's like a blooming flower very peaceful breaking down exactly what's happening in her brain right now which uh, is for her and for us of course and she's like wait am i connected to to will is, is that what's happening here she's she says i'm connected to a neutral host and lady true never confirms it i, mm-hmm. I watched it twice <laughs> very good you, you, <laughs> you've got all the details right i'm going to trust you to correct everything yeah. i say um that's what i'm here for uh-huh. uh so you know she's not very happy as angela uh you know never effing do that to me again as the as what she says <laughs> when she wakes up from this little tutorial right. and so you know third the episode we have these flashbacks and we have her in the hospital bed you know cal tries to come and see her and isn't let in um young uh oh, what's the daughter's name I never caught her name. It's like Breen or something. Bian. Bian. Yeah, B I E N. Bian. And like a little hologram of her like pops up. You know, the, the security guard brings out this like little ring, puts it on the ground, and then it <laughs> beams up her up the hologram. And she explains, "Oh, he can't come in," and he's very frustrated. Uh, Red Scare and one of the other masked cops is kind of sitting out there in guard. Parrot Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 they're here to sort of, because she's still technically under arrest as Angela, but she's been brought here, but otherwise mm-hmm. she would die. And so, you know, as we're watching this and we get more of these flashbacks, uh, you know, we get her like picking, you know, pointing out the, the suspect, the one who was at the puppet show right before the suicide bomber. Um, and we see a mask go on him, and it's, you know she kind of quickly flashes back to Hoodie Justice, you know, getting his hood on the first for the first time. And she hears the gunshot, and she like you know wants to hear it, and she's like, oh, "I want to be a cop." And she's you know the, the the cop gives her the badge and says, "One day you could be mm-hmm. this," and or whatever. She didn't say that, but um, and we see her at the orphanage. She which, says, "Come and find me when you grow up." Mm, uh, and which uh, it begs the question: do, Does she go and find her? Do do we see her older? <laughs> at some point i don't know but you know we see the orphanage like she's treated like not great like she's not like being abused or anything but the 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 person in charge of the kids no it looks like they might be working as like a kind of like a sweatshop though they're yeah, all like yeah, painting yeah. figures of manhattan, manhattan like yeah. all the orphan kids are and uh it, it doesn't look like she's being called out for being and treated bad i think like everybody all the orphans are just treated poorly. oh sure yeah, yeah they're all getting treated bad uh she's like a drill yeah. sergeant and uh yeah they're, they're making it looks like uh, russian dolls they're making of dr manhattan yeah That's what like well russia is an ally now they also have in like saigon they were eating at like a burger and borscht place or something <laughs> it's very russian looking yeah, I don't think you have to be an ally with Russia to make Russian dolls for the record. <laughs> yeah. I th- I I th- so but they might be more popular. Uh, true, true, yeah. Uh, so, you know, we have this, and then eventually we have this flashback where uh, where uh, June uh, comes to comes to visit her, comes to collect her uh, as a guardian, and wants to take her back home. And we find out that, you know, she... Uh, only didn't even know her son had a wife, uh, had a wife, never made a kid, and only found out because uh, of his death. And uh, you know, she she was like, "Okay, I have to come and see you." And she she she's like, "Hey, is this the video you like?" And she's like, "Oh, you know what? Uh, you know, I've got a VCR back at home. As soon as we get there, we'll watch it." And now, I don't, maybe I've got a dark sense of humor, right? But see, when she has a heart attack, just as they're about to leave for the airport. And she dies behind the car. You're like, you know, young, young Angela has almost become not an orphan again. 
and then her, her new guardian immediately dies. I got a bit of a sick chuckle out of this in a very sort of like <laughs> well, you're a very way. sick man because it's an awful scene. <laughs> <laughs> She's an orphan at she was an orphan in Saigon where everyone around her looks different from her. That's why she holds on to this this video cassette tape of a woman who looks like her. And finally this woman shows up and says, I'm gonna take care of you, bring you home to Tulsa where you're from and puts her in the car, straps her in, and dies. And immediately, like, she has these, this big, like, what every orphan probably imagines is going to happen. Like, they're going to have a family, a long-lost family member who picks them up mm-hmm. and is going to give them a life that they love. And it's immediately taken away from her. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Uh, you because, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. This is something. It's a way it's a lot better character, right? Because we even see in in this scene with Lady True, where because she's losing all these memories of uh, of Will, she starts getting really emotional. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, right, every could, time but... we've seen her be emotional, it's always a trick. Like it's always fake. And then immediately she like Lady True said, "Well, what's the memory of?" She goes. It was my birthday. My parents bought me a pony, and she's straight back to being serious, Angela. Uh, like she yeah, just turn it off. That, that, so that, that was the first one. That was after her death. Uh, it was after the first flashback. She asked that. Um, but now let's yeah. go back. I want to go back to the 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 sister night uh, video up for a second because uh, what you j- just pointed out, what what they said was, is she she liked this video because she looks like me. Um, what I really like about that is that's actually something that's very kind of uh, yeah, like topical. It means representation matters. Yeah, yeah. but it's very topical uh, just in general because of that. Because of uh, you know having superheroes who are, who are women or black or or Asian or whatever, right? Uh, it's something we mm-hmm. talk about a lot these days. It's something we talk about uh, improving. It's all these things. But again, much like a lot of movies and TV, you turn it up to eleven. So you have her literally in a different country where everyone. It, almost everyone isn't black right it's not it's, this isn't like um you know you know uh like cities in america where there are huge black communities and there there is obviously uh like misrepresentation in the media but this is even more extreme than that where there's not even anyone around her who looks like her yeah it's like everyone is you know or, or mo- all this, the vast majority of people are asian because she's in vietnam so it's turning everything up to 11 it's just turning everything up to the extreme um, so I, re- I really like that in that sense uh, when the video stuff came up. Yeah, and I think the the whole point of the representation thing matters really plays into the like twist or uh, what we find out the Seventh Cavalry and the senators doing. Like his lines are pretty gross, and I think it it kind of plays into um, what he says also later on in the episode, which I won't get into now. But like. You're really bad for this. You know that there was it was like episode four or five where I got mad at you because you kept jumping around the plot too much when I was trying to go through it in a sensible order. Well, everything's all connected. It's all a big puzzle. <laughs> Hold it in. <laughs> this is the Rubik's cube of TV remember, shows. Remember your point and bring it back up when we get to that. <laughs> I won't. I'll forget. <laughs> Joe doesn't forget. Elephants. Elephants never forget. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I hear. 
So eventually, after a conversation with Lady True, admittedly, uh, where I'm going to take some points because I was right about uh, Beyond being a or Beyond being a being a clone, although not a clone of Lady True, a clone of Lady True's mother, and she's given her. Didn't see that one coming. Yeah, because yeah. even she, she even Angela's saying, "Oh well, you know, I spoke to your daughter. She gave me this little weird test, this little psychology test about who's yeah. more dangerous and who's more safe, and yada yada." And she was talking about her, her dreams. You're giving her nostalgia. Wh- whose memories are you giving her? And she's like, her own. And I went, oh. And I still thought it was herself. And then she's like, it's my mother. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh. And then I think she says, like, like, is your father also a clone? And he, she said, well, he's not here yet or something. No, she just says, is your father here too? And she says, uh, not yet, but he will be. So, yeah, uh, that's weird. Yeah, and I don't necessarily know if that means... Ooh, unless it's fight. Yeah, yeah, I don't necessarily know if that means cloning, because that sounds a little bit different to me. Yeah. Maybe it's fight. Maybe fight's the dad. I mean, that's that's a whole other... (laughs) She has a gold statue of him. True, yeah, maybe. Maybe the save me D is save me daughter. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, It's a long word to spell. Actually, yeah, so, uh, I think one of our regulars actually asked why we never suspected, uh, what, you know, save me, Doctor Manhattan, and I never suggested that because I just simply thought it's way that, too long. Well, no, <laughs> no, I mean, forget how long it is. I mean, it could, I mean, I mean, daughter is a fairly long word as well. Like, I never suspected that because I feel like Doctor Manhattan is the one who put him here, and hell, hell, this episode made me feel that even more so. Like, I'm, I'm still convinced. I mean, Doctor- who else can get him onto Europa? <laughs> Yeah, and put him in a bubble like this. You know, like I feel like yeah. Dr. Manhattan is the one who did it to him, so I don't think he's asking Dr. Manhattan for help, and especially since he was trying to sit intentionally timing it with the satellite going past. He was definitely trying to catch someone on Earth's attention. Um, mm-hmm. And given where Dr. Manhattan's been, I don't think Dr. Manhattan's looking at satellites recently, so uh, more than that uh, a bit. So, Angela... <laughs> That was a fair tease. <laughs> Look at the eyebrow. Right, so she follows her cord or or, or tube. Her because she's got this. She's that's in her arm all episode. She's sort of like that. She's got like she's like tailored to a room like all episode, and she she follows it and she breaks into this uh this room. And it's when Lady True is making her speech about stuff, and she admits that nostalgia was a mistake, and she points out that. When it comes to these memories, we thought it would be good for people to like keep memories and remember things of other people should they wish. But um, everyone always held on to the worst memories and the painful memories, and no one could ever give up the pain. Um, which and we talked a lot yeah. last episode about uh, nostalgia being toxic, being the theme, and this idea that we kind of obsess over the pain. Um, and what's so what's so weird actually is that this airs the same night as Mr. Robot. And I could almost make a link in the themes between this and Mr. Robot, right? I'm not going to, because I'd have to spoil tons of shit in Mr. Robot to do it, but uh, let it be known. Anyway. I know you wouldn't get it, but people, the people, mate. What people? The people. people watch us. The people watch us. A lot of people watch Mr. Robot reviews. Yeah. Well, good for them. <laughs> Oh, I can't win. Maybe it's my fault. I just can't. <laughs> Maybe it's because I jump around too much. <laughs> <sighs> is this going to be a thing now? Is it like, no. 
is this a one episode thing or am i going to be getting getting pot no. shots for this next week it's too over. okay so all right over it just checking just checking um so she finds an elephant uh, her and the elephant are both hooked up to the same machine i don't know if that meant that she was also connected to the elephant through the machine or if they were both just um hooked up to the same thing i thought that was kind of implied yeah do you think it's because elephants are known for having long memory i jokingly thought that but i, I don't know how, like is that actually scientifically the, the true symbol is an elephant like the head of an elephant sure um well no, i, I mean, guess it's the when, it's part when, of the nostalgia drug that they use or something when she opened the door i assumed she was connected to the elephant but then once i saw where the pipes were actually going i was like oh no that actually looks like they're both going to something else but um it could mm-hmm. just be they're connected through a machine like you know it, it filters yeah the elephant kind of dialysis <laughs> yeah it, it's filtering the elephant juice before it gets to her weird <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know what else to call it. I mean, it's not blood they're taking from it. Well, I mean, they use um, horseshoe crab blood for, like, cancer um, medicine. I don't know what kind. But that's a thing. Sure. <laughs> so maybe elephant blood could be used for something, or juice, as you described. <laughs> well, it didn't seem like they were taking blood from I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is blood. I don't blood. know, yeah. But it... it like I mean, it was it was an opaque cable, so we don't really know. But look, look at how big that 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 hose. I'm going to call it a hose. That hose was huge. How much elephant blood can one human being take? Like I, I don't think it was blood. <laughs> I don't know. At least not at least not fully uh, unfiltered anyway. Like, which again goes back to being filtered through. I don't know if we're going to get answers to this. I don't know why there's only two episodes left and we have a lot of questions. Well, this is very specific. I don't necessarily need the elephant stuff to be answered specifically. This, this feels like... Maybe it's in the PD files. I don't know. Uh, maybe. But that, this, this feels kind of um, all, almost like a weird detail. Not for weird detail's sake, but it was something that doesn't need to be explained because it's just a part of the world in the background. Like, this isn't a big... This isn't a big moment in the show. This is like something that's going to make us all go, wait, what was with the elephant? But it's not... <laughs> it's not like yeah, a pivotal no plot man. point. Yeah, this is no Lube Man, yes. Yeah, where's Lube Man? Lube Man must return, damn it. I don't know. We need the Hobbs and Shaw spin off of Lube Man and Panda. <laughs> yes. Yes, Lube Man and Panda need to be, be here as a buddy cop duo. <laughs> Season two better be Lube Man and Panda. Um, so, it's so after this, she tries to leave. She goes out down the elevator and she ends up, instead of in the foyer or the, the ground floor, she ends up in a weird science fiction room that is completely dark but has a blue globe in the middle that's lit up. And she goes up and starts prodding at it. And when she touches parts of the map, it starts playing back. And I actually, like, I clocked on quite quickly that this was the uh, Manhattan booths. And then, of course, she spins it, goes to, like, you know, the US side of the map, and says, okay, that's Tulsa. You know, hits Tulsa, and we see some of uh of uh you know Laurie Blake's telling her jokes, telling her jokes, and she's like, "What's this?" And then in comes Leitrim, and she's like, "Demand to know what are you doing? What is this stupid clock for? What's happening?" And she's like, oh, yeah, "I am saving humanity, and I'll tell you why I'm saving humanity because Cyclops, that very thing you found, right? Seven Cavalry are basically just Cyclops with a new name. Uh, they're still the same thing, and in an hour 
they're going to try and destroy Dr. Manhattan and then become him. In fact, I mean, we haven't talked about the, the lorry scenes yet, but I think it was before this where there's literally a line where he says, I thought I'll try being blue. And I went, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> uh, so then yeah. this obviously kind of adds to that. And then she goes, also, uh, I believe that Dr. Manhattan is in Tulsa and is pretending to be a human. And, you know, Angela's like, oh, did, you know, did, the old, did, you, know, did you put that in the old man's head? And, nah, he put it in mine. And kind of goes on but like so she so she has tried to save manhattan so this is you know because we were speculating a lot of you know when she first showed up is she pro or anti manhattan um and what does she want to accomplish so she wants to save the world from the white supremacist which is a pretty noble goal um i don't know how much i trust her that that's 100 percent just what she's doing but uh, that's what she's claiming at least at this point i mean we we have no idea what the millennium clock is still i mean they sort of talked about it on this show on this episode and like during her big speech and she still didn't answer the question of but what is it <laughs> yeah what does it well, do? yeah angela when uh, the, the sort of the dinner table scene that they had earlier when they're having like lunch or whatever uh she outright asked her what is it and she's basically refused to tell her she said no i'm not telling you <laughs> so um i'm sure we'll find out i'm sure we'll see it in action uh possibly the end of the next episode although it's only an hour till it goes so maybe maybe it'll be before the end of the episode Unless, I suspect we won't know until the last episode. Yeah, but they said it was going to happen in an hour. So, mm-hmm. like, unless the next episode is literally going to be uh, 24 style real time. Like, we're going to be <laughs> going through every minute until we get to the end. Or another flashback. Or another flashback, yeah. It's Loom Man's time. Loom Man's flashback's <laughs> coming. We have to know. Who is he? <laughs> He's as mysterious as the Millennium Clock so you know angela's like this is bullshit does the, the whole stern face thing and she storms out and lady true's like hey you never asked who i just told you that manhattan's in tulsa pretending to be someone and you never asked who and that's actually I assume I, it's because she didn't believe her she's like that's impossible so i'm not even gonna entertain it now as soon as she said that i thought cal and bizarrely and, and and the reason why i immediately thought cal is because i thought you'd suggested that several episodes ago so um i don't know it's me <laughs> so and if it is cal that question the way she's like prodding angela that you didn't ask who made a lot of sense that it was cal um you know because that's why she didn't make any sense until she murdered him like i i had no idea there's no way it was me because I, I wouldn't have guessed that. There's nothing in the show that says that they're the same person. I hope I hope you did jokingly suggest this, just because it makes you look even foolish, more foolish right now, <laughs> that you suggested it and then were completely shocked. If I said it, it was definitely a joke. <laughs> um, but she uh, she goes she goes home. Uh, she does have to ram the car of Red Scare, who's yelling things at her as she does so. Um, and his accent. He has fast metabolism. <laughs> <laughs> He's always eating every time we see him. Do you know the weird thing about that question? Is, is like, like to, to the, the other cop, I was like, it's not like he's a slim guy. I mean, he he, he no. does look. He looks like he eats a lot. Like he's wearing a tracksuit, but I don't actually see him running. I see him eating. Uh, yes, he, he's a, he's a pretty schlubby guy. I mean, he's not like he's not huge, but he's he's a, he's a no. pretty typical overweight, you know, middle aged looking dude. He's probably like like strong fat. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yes, as opposed to uh, pathetic fat, like most of us. Yes. <laughs> 
I'm working on it. <laughs> I was referring to myself before I get any <laughs> shit. Um, so she goes home and Cal walks in and he's like, hey, are you okay? Um, if anything, the, the one problem I had with this scene is that he kind of like gets up, he's, he, he fell asleep reading a book and all I could think was, wait, you were sitting reading a book when you, you were mad that you couldn't go see your wife who was having a medical emergency? Like, I feel like you'd be pacing around and... What a stand-up guy. <laughs> well, she's always taking care of herself. Like, I'm sure, even though he wants to see her, that he believes she's fully capable. Mm. So he comes out of the kitchen and she starts saying things that are really weird. Because this is the thing, right? So... As soon as Lady True said that you didn't ask who it was, because I thought you'd suggested it, I immediately thought of Cal. So in my head, I was already thinking Cal is Manhattan at this point. But what I did not expect, the part of the scene that kind of blew my mind, is that he didn't know, but Angela did. Angela knowing is what blew my mind in this scene. Is that this is something that she'd been keeping, and this this is something that she she says, hey, that accident you had, um, like... Like, he thinks he had amnesia, and it was something that Lady True was prodding earlier as well with Cal, mm-hmm. um, which I guess was probably the other reason why I thought it was Cal immediately, is because that was an all in a question she had earlier, was like, hey, that amnesia your husband has, that's, like, really rare. Like, actual complete amnesia is, like, almost next to impossible. And Angela's like, well, he has it. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> she's t- This is kind of hinting at something. And she's like, hey, you know, we, we made this choice for you to do this so we could be together for as long as we could, but we knew it wouldn't last forever. Um, and I'm like, wait, so you outright fell in love with Dr. Manhattan and Dr. Manhattan, like, took this form? He loves the ladies. Yeah. Um, and if I, I was actually thinking that he just created Cal uh, when this accident happened, but then the whole not having the memories, it, sound, it sounds like he became Cal and then got amnesia. And forgot it was Dr. Manhattan. That's what it sounds like when she's talking about it in this scene. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't... I have so many questions. I don't know what it could be. Because like, he, he clearly has a physical form. She has to bash his brains in through his skull in order to remove a thing. And then we don't get to see Manhattan. We just see a glowing light like reflected in her eyes. And it's... It, I guess... I mean, he has the ability to do that, I suppose, to create a physical body, or does he just inhabit somebody else? Um, well, assuming he created Vite's bubble on on Europa, then there's clones on there. came from a lake as a fetus? Well, not specifically the lake, but the idea that if he can create clones, then maybe Cal's body's a clone and he just went inside it, and that's why there's a physical shell that she has to... Which, by the way, the visual of her taking a hammer out and just bashing Cal's brains in, and then putting her fingers in the head to pull out the little uh, like the, the ring, um, like, was really violent and really like, man, like, we know she cares about him, and she, even in this scene, like, even finding out that it's actually Manhattan, really, underneath there. Yeah. Like, um... But the, the way she kind of just has to go full throttle with this and just completely bash his brains in like a complete psychopath uh, to get this ring out. Because this is really the end of the episode. We end the episode with her looking at the uh, you know the symbol on his forehead, the atom symbol. Um, so do you think that that Cal then and I realized, Manhattan is I, the one who saved her on the White Knight? I realized when I did that, I kind of almost did the Cyclops thing that the cop did last episode. I wasn't trying oh, to yeah. do that. <laughs> I, was, I was doing the ring on Manhattan's head. Um, it's not a secret code. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, 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 I, was, I was too busy thinking of that. What was your question, sir? 
So do you think that Calvin is the one who saved her or Dr. Manhattan saved her on the white night? Because there was that second, I don't want to say second gunman because that brings up other things, but <laughs> <laughs> there's the second um, cavalry man who had the gun pointed at her head and then she passed out and woke up in the hospital. And we were speculating maybe Judd was there with the other one who just hesitated on killing her. Or now that we know that Dr. Manhattan's there, Maybe he it, still had some of his memory at that time and just vaporized him. Who it, knows? it could be either. It could, it could be Manhattan saved her or she was never meant to actually die. I mean, admittedly, the way that the first gunman was trying to, like, you know, shoot her repeatedly maybe suggest otherwise, mm -hmm. but the whole idea that we find out in the other plot that this was all kind of a ruse to get the, 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 the you know, to, to, to enact this mask law to, to kind of force that uh, was kind of interesting. And um, so... No, the end. The ending was a complete, you know, what the hell moment. It was, you know, even even so, though, even though I kind of guess he doesn't have his memories, and she dies, like she gets killed on the White Knight or whatever. Does he just live like his normal life until he dies? And doesn't know that he's Manhattan. I don't know. Does it work? <laughs> Is there like a failsafe? What sort, of, what sort of question is that to ask me? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just curious how this works. <laughs> like, if he, if she dies, like, I don't know, on a mission with Looking Glass or something, and the cavalry shoots her, um, she dies. Does Cal just raise the kids and think he's Cal until, I don't know, he I guess. keeps growing old and dies? And I, if nobody removes the thing from his brain, does he just... I don't know. I, I guess, but uh, the, the, the more <laughs> the more pertinent question at this point would know would be, what is she going to do with this? Is is she taking it somewhere to kind of reactivate Doctor Manhattan, or what? Like, what, what, is, what is she going to do with it? She said we're in trouble, right? Yes, but what, think... because because Blade is on two of them, she knows she clearly knows that he's there. But what what does this what does this atom symbol do? Like like I mean, it's not like Manhattan is physically in the body. If it's just this thing, it's almost like this is just like a like almost like a, a broadcaster. Like you know, Manhattan's actually projecting into him from elsewhere, and this is just the receiver. Mm, there could be multiple cows, multiple <laughs> people with things in their head, because he can multiply himself. True, true. Yeah, maybe. Um, or I thought maybe it was some kind of like blocker. And when he w removed it, that that's when, like, Manhattan becomes himself again. Oh, so you think he gave himself amnesia by putting a, a, a blocker yeah. in? So so what you think is going to happen is that Manhattan will just step up out of Cal's body then next episode. <laughs> yeah, and just vaporize it to get rid of the evidence. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh, good luck explaining where her husband went to, you know, the authorities uh, any time soon. But They're busy. But uh, busy being traitors. But but that's my first question: is what does she do with this thing? Like, how do we actually get Manhattan back uh, with this this thing? And I expect there will be more flashbacks. Though I I have to imagine we're going to get flashbacks of how she met Manhattan. Well, I mean, it could be if it is some kind of a blocker. Um, yeah, I expect that too. By the way, if it if this is some kind of a blocker thing for the blue guy, and we know our main villain wants to. Be blue maybe it could be used as a weapon against him 
Uh, maybe, yeah. Um, Angela knows so little about what their plan is right now. This leads us nicely into Laurie's plot, where you know we hear that she yeah. recorded everything that Angela was saying. Angela apparently was like, you know, almost speaking out everything she was experiencing uh, on the nostalgia. So she has like oh, the Cyclops, and she has uh, the, the all all the uh, the main control stuff and uh, all the rest of it. And she goes to see Judd's wife, uh, Jane, and. She, you know, because they see her, and she's like, "Oh, I know who killed your husband." And explains who Will is, and she sits down. And it's not—I'm I'm noting that she sits down because this is going to be relevant in a bit. Um, and she explains uh, this whole Cyclops thing, and that Will was who did justice, and seemed to think that her husband was part of Cyclops with a new name, and even uh, you know points out the who did justice thing and the idea. And do you know what? Again, there was a tell in this scene for me where I saw... Not, I, don't worry, I didn't see the trap door coming, right? I'm not going to say that. But there was a tell in this scene for me where I immediately went, no, Jane's in mm-hmm. on it and she's evil. Uh, yeah, I was, know what it is. It's, it was it's the second... Yes, it's, it's, it's the second when, um, when... When Laurie explains, oh, he was black, he had to pretend to be white because, uh, you know, a white man in a mask, oh, that's, that's, that's a hero, but a black man in a mask, that's scary. And... Thank God times have changed. Yeah. As soon as she said that, I went, all right, you're a white supremacist bitch. Like, I know who you are. <laughs> like, I got yeah. it. Because um, she right she through She could have been innocent, you know, just having the one hit. I mean, having her husband's KKK uniform, Grand Wizard uniform or whatever in the back of the closet. Like, well, that's that's his thing. He's holding on to it because of heritage or whatever, legacy. But, you know. She you could just, have been innocent. You called it a Grand Wizard uniform. Is that an actual term for it? Or did you just call it that there's a joke? I think so. That's an actual term for it? Yeah, they all have stupid names like like that. So you're telling me that people was... people in the KKK are going around calling themselves wizards. Is that a I'm thing? pretty sure that's true. Yeah. <sighs> so the lame and yeah, the I, top Grand of Wizard is an awful, actual okay. like, that's... Yeah. <laughs> No, they're no, all a bunch of Tolkien nuts. No, no, all I can think about is them shouting a Spelliamus, you know, when they're at their stupid rallies. Oh. <laughs> Harry Potter. That's yeah, a Harry Potter it. reference, yeah. <laughs> I don't know a lot about Harry Potter, but I know they say a Spelliamus and wave their wand. I know I'm not a Harry Potter fan. Yeah, neither am I. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to search it because I don't want it in my history of my son, I'm pretty sure that it's Grand, like Grand Wizard is a real thing. Yeah. Uh, it's the only I'll... thing I know, but I think all the like titles that they have for different positions, I think they're all equally stupid. I'm the Pink Flamingo. <laughs> all right, Quivering Fish. <laughs> Let's go see the Grand Wizard. <laughs> yeah, Grand Wizard just sounds like a bunch of teenage kids playing Tolkien in the like LARPing. Yeah, it sounds like LARPers. Yeah, <laughs> bunch of pathetic LARPers. Yeah, but I, not to insult actual so, LARPers. You guys are real cool. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so so uh, she's sitting there doing this, and when she says what she thinks the plan is, is that the the whole white knight thing was because she suspects Senator Kane. Senator Kane's the one who enacted the whole, like, you know, masks, vigilante, cops, masks thing. Like, that was that was him. Um, the, basically, the White Knight was essentially a catapult to use to, to enforce that and come up with that idea. Uh, so no one could tell who the good guys and the bad guys were because everyone's wearing masks and ultimately put uh, Senator Kane uh, as the president. And Jane just goes, well, that was the plan at first, but 
then we had bigger, more grander ideas. You know, president with small potatoes. Um, and, and then she becomes Wiley e. Coyote. <laughs> and then she, she pulls out a remote, presses her button. It doesn't work. This is my favorite part of this: is that it doesn't work. And yeah. and and Laurie's sitting there going, "What the hell are you doing? What's going on?" Yeah. <laughs> and then and then the chair. I it was be like a, a flashlight. All right. And then like, the, but, um, and then the trap door kind of lowers okay. just a little bit. Like she just jolts down a bit. She's like, "Wait a minute!" And then she presses the button again. And then she just falls. Yeah, it's too late though. The whole chair just <laughs> she falls. Can't escape from that. Uh, that was a complete what the hell moment. But what I want to say about this, uh, the things she said about no one can tell who the good guys and the bad guys are because everyone's wearing masks. I felt mm-hmm. that this was talking about anonymity and it was ta- and it was making me think of the internet and oh, me too. political totally. debates. I, I was getting kind of that, that sense. Yeah, uh, masks is definitely a an allegory for this being anonymous online and all the terrible things that people will say mm-hmm. just because they don't think there's any consequences and they don't know. People don't know who they are. Yep, absolutely. And then we see later that she's actually been held captive in a secret location, presumably down where the trapdoor was, uh, where Kane's there, he's got his Rorschachs all building a cage of some kind. It's hard to tell what it is. And he's going to monologue his plan, and Laurie's like, oh, don't monologue. I don't want to hear your sh- she stupid She goes full plan. comedian. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> and... You know, he, he goes on in this speech, and it's, it's the most incel of incel speeches about how uh, Cyclops are not villains, they're there to restore balance, and, you know, things have tipped too far in the other direction. You don't know how hard it is to be a white man in America today, he says. Um, yeah. And then he leans in and says, so I thought I'd try being blue instead. And I love her reaction to that. She gives him this look. There's this stare. Um, like, are you guys really capable of doing that? Like, because that could be terrible that's terrifying yeah uh, and at the yeah. very least you're psychotic for thinking you can pull that off but i think thematically the episode kind of ties together here because the the opening scene was a documentary talking about how the real manhattan was created it talks about him going back in to get the watch uh and you know how, and he, then popped how out. he was yeah. used as a weapon against the the vietnamese exactly so uh i mean now manhattan is like beyond that like he couldn't care less about humanity by the time the you know the the end of the watchman the comic ends he's like like i, I think he refers to Vite as like you being the world's smartest man is like you thinking like being next to the world's smartest termite like it means nothing to me <laughs> and he just bails the question is though uh, do, 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 is he still like uncaring about humanity because he's been in well, a now ro- that we know yeah he's, he's there like Maybe, been, but he fell in love. Th- that was the natural progression of Doctor Manhattan. Was eventually he was just like, I don't care about anybody. Yeah, but, did, but did I'm he, not American, or I'm not even part of Earth anymore. But did he refine his humanity because he fell in love and got married, and even took, I mean, potentially took his own memories away. If not, the accident did it, and it was un- unintentional. But like, he 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 came and hid in a body to be with someone because he wanted a. a a life with a with someone with a person yeah something about angela like spoke to him um also i i can't the ladies i can't wait until laurie knows about this and we, we see laurie and angela confront- she, did, she was pretty i don't like using this term but pretty thirsty on cal before <laughs> <laughs> i don't like using that term it's the only time i'll ever say it <laughs> Unless you're actually thirsty. I mean, sometimes I have water here. But, yeah. 
That's what I meant. Yeah, if you're actually thirsty, and and the and the, the way that the words are traditionally used <laughs> for yes. wanting a beverage, yes, one can be thirsty. Um, yes. So. <laughs> and that's why Angela's been so like, screw you, Laurie. Also, because mm. my it's her my ex. man was into uh, you for a while. <laughs> it's, it's her husband's ex. Yes, there's a there's yeah. a, actually a, a, a weird lane of thinking here now. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> This is pretty. This, this is pretty interesting. That the idea that someone's becoming or wants to become Manhattan, wants to become the new Manhattan. Um, mm-hmm. And what's interesting though is that in that scene, because we got that scene first with he said he wanted to be blue, and that was like a total what the hell moment. But see, when he said that, it, there was nothing about destroying the original Manhattan to do it. It wasn't until Lady True said that later, and I was like, oh wait, so that's a caveat. Then they have to do that. So. Very she has to know the future, right? Because she knows exactly when it's going to happen. There's something. There, mm-hmm. There's something that's giving her information. Because she knows exactly what they're doing and when it's going to happen, and I think now she probably did know that the whatever was that landed on the farm was going to happen when she bought it. Sure, no, I can see that. At least a little bit before. Um. So. Uh- and that appears to Maybe be what blue booths. But that, that, <laughs> like I don't know what it could be. No, that appears to be the thing that landed in the farm. I'm I'm kind of more convinced now that that's what the clock is built on top of. Because mm. that was in the past. That was before the clock was built. So I'm wondering if whatever alien materials in this meteorite uh, is kind of fueling it, or the the the, the key ingredient It's the flux capacitor, if you will, of the the clock. <laughs> okay. And it's getting ready to flux. I don't know. I'm just that was that was, that's the uh, fluxing. I, it's fluxing, flux capacitor fluxing. To quote Marty McFly, "Power of love is a beautiful thing. Makes one man weep, makes another man sing." Anyway, um, so stop. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, we do have to mention a quick scene. Uh, Laurie's on the phone at one point before she goes into the house mm-hmm. with uh, Petey, who I still suspect is Lube Man. I suspect Maybe. It. I suspect that he is Lube Man. Uh, but he goes into... He's got a mask and it's uh, the Lube Man guy is just totally head to toe in silver. But he's a very build. He's a sort of scrawny dude. Yeah, he's pretty scrawny. But he goes to Looking Glass's place. He's there to try and find him because he's... For whatever reason. And... Obviously, we had that cliffhanger. Because Lori was suspicious that he turned on Angela so fast. Yes. But we had that cliffhanger two episodes ago. His episode where the 7th Cavalry were coming to get him with guns. And Petey goes into his bunker and we see lots of dead 7th Cavalry. And it's like, okay, so Looking Glass probably survived. And where did he go? What is he doing yes. now? Well, he says there's five Cavalry men. One of them doesn't have a mask, which I think is means that Looking last, took the mask and he's yeah. going to infiltrate. He's going to infiltrate. He's going to be there at the the the, the key moment to to help, uh, probably mm-hmm. save Laurie and maybe they'll team up or something. I don't know, um, but uh, that, was, that was a fun little tidbit. Uh, that was obviously just one scene, but um, it, we were so interested in hearing what happened or seeing what was going to happen at the end of that cliffhanger. Yeah, it's been a while since we've seen Looking Glass too. Yeah, well, the show's only got nine episodes, and it's bouncing around characters who are getting like full episodes to themselves almost. That um, we are isn't sp- it like so more, much more malicious hearing him hearing the senator say 
that it's hard to be a white man in America right now after we just got a full episode of being a black man in America and how actual hard that was. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Just like twisting the knife a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, you'd like to think most audience members would, roll, you know, roll their eyes or be sickened by him saying that. But I think the last episode really puts it in perspective, like just how ridiculous mm-hmm. it is. Like, oh, how hard done by? Oh, there's some superhero movies. <laughs> I'm that, a senator. <laughs> that aren't white men. Oh, how difficult your life is. <laughs> this guy's like super white too. He's like the whitest guy I've ever seen. <laughs> the whitest man in White Town. Yes, um, on, on a political spectrum, not in a, a literal spectrum, because a literal spectrum, you have to go to like uh, Scandinavia to get the whitest people on the planet. Um, That's true. Because they're like walking around like Thor. <laughs> 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 we have to talk about Vite. That's the one thing we've not talked about yet, is Vite's scene. As Foxy... What is going on with Vite? As Foxy is making a racket in the mic. Sorry, she's like right in the microphone, I know. Yes. Uh, so we get his court case, which we... I can't remember the number, but they said it was like day 300. 364, I think. Oh, so it was almost an awful year. So we've moved another year yeah. uh, in, in Vite's timeline. And he's just sitting there. He's in his costume. He's in his Ozymandias costume. And... It's all his formal wear. Yeah. Yeah. It's all um Craw- uh not Crawford, sorry. Uh it's all Crookshanks. He's Crookshanks. And Mr. Phillips and the game modern is Mr. Phillips, same actor. I could see a lot more of him this episode. Um Oh, you can? Yeah, it's the same dude. You know for sure. Yeah. Uh so so he's he's the judge, the warden, and he's like, you know, going through this. And we have a, a lawyer who's Crookshanks, who stands up and says and from the moment he pulls us from that lake, he's destined to kill us and launches into the unknown. And um, but she calls him master in like a really sensual way. Well, yeah. Well, see, when, <laughs> see, see when she sits back down, she looks at him. She gives him a wink. She winks at him after giving mm-hmm. this testimony, this uh, this uh, this statement of how awful he is and how he deserves to be punished and how he's guilty. She sits down and winks at him. And master. <laughs> and then we get. Uh, an absurd bit of humor where it's time for Ozymandias to make any statements he wants to make and he just lets out a big fart mocking the mm-hmm. court <laughs> it's all a sham it's all a parade he's not taking any of this yeah. seriously and maybe he's except right. he does cry he does, well, he does cry yes um and he gets carted away uh, after I, a jury of pigs come out <laughs> After a jury of pigs, because the jury, because the 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 Crookshanks and Phillips aren't his peers, so let's get actual, you know, people who are on his level, and out come the pigs. Mm-hmm. So we have all these little pigs, and the the pig squeals, and he says that means guilty. <laughs> <laughs> this is so bizarre, but uh, I was laughing. I laughed at the fart. I kind of saw it coming. <laughs> I don't know if I saw a fart coming. I definitely didn't think he was going to see it in serious, but... Um... I, I was thinking it'd be pretty funny if he farted right now. Because <laughs> he was totally silent. And he did. <laughs> of course. I don't know. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know what the tears mean, though. Like, clearly he thinks this is all a joke. Or he's not taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. Could it... Could it... The tears be that he hasn't been rescued yet? And it's been a year since he... Made his message? Yeah, maybe. maybe. It takes a long time to get to Europa. <laughs> maybe. 
maybe it's that, or maybe it's, is there any kind of guilt that he feels? I don't know. Cause they're all just shouting guilty at him when he starts crying. Or it's not crying. He has like a single tear. Is it, but is it guilt over anything that he's done in here, or is it guilt over the, the three million people he killed that accomplished seemingly nothing? Yeah, but he farts after that, so I don't know. <laughs> but he farts after that. What a line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Maybe the fart was really good, or it caused him to be emotional. He must have been holding it in for 364 days. <laughs> Oh, I don't. I mean, uh, I could sympathize. I've been eating a lot of beans recently, so I can sympathize with the man. But, like, <laughs> there's a time and a place. Time and a place. Gotta introduce beans slowly into your diet. <laughs> Too much fiber. Oh, dear. So, yeah, more more on Vite next week, presumably, when he arrives on Earth. Uh, if, if this is who the father is. So it was, it was a, I, honestly, I think that's a fair guess, given that. Uh, we're expecting him to show up and we have been questioning the allegiance and the, the connections between characters. I feel I feel like him being her father makes some sense. Um, yeah, maybe that or, I mean, there's no chance it's Manhattan, right? I don't think so. I wouldn't have thought so. Um, it's, given that she talks about Manhattan openly later in the episode, I feel like she would kind of refer to him that way again, but she doesn't. She's just completely, you know, he's Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Which would be weird, because it'd be like, hey, Angela, you're kind of my uh, stepmother. That's weird. Yeah, so, I, I don't think so. I, I don't know if two episodes is enough to answer all these questions that we have. What's funny is, that I, I'm pretty sure Damon Lindelof, I just found out this recently, apparently there's only really a plan for this first season right now, and if there is a second season, it'll be like a new idea, or whatever, it'll be like... Like it's not like he's got like seasons planned out where Lou it's Man. like <laughs> Lou, Lou Man, Man and Panda. Lou Man and Panda. <laughs> Ten episodes. It doesn't need to be as deep. This <laughs> the second season. Yeah, season just goofy, buddy cop. Yeah, buddy cop. I just, <laughs> I, just I just want Lube to Lube Man to be like lubing his way through things, and then Panda to yeah. be the guy who grabs the bad guys and like yells at them. He's the, he, Panda's the heavy. Lube Man's like the the athletic. Luby one. We haven't really seen Panda do much more than eat and complain about his job, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying he'll stand there and yell at people and maybe punch them. Mm. He's the Vic Mackey. He's the, he's the one who picks up the phone book and whacks the guy in the face. Alright, yeah. L- Lube man's like doing parkour and sliding through gaps. <laughs> I think I think Panda's more of like the Oracle. <laughs> okay. To Lube man's Batman. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> Tower of the Oracle reference, I can dig it. <laughs> I honestly wouldn't have guessed you'd part of Arkham Asylum. Yeah, I honestly wouldn't have guessed you'd know who Oracle was. But yeah, I guess with the video games, it's become a bit more, a bit more common knowledge. Um, all right. Tara's cat is meowing, but it's okay. It's okay, Gus Kitty, because we're actually wrapping up. We have uh, we have gotten to the end of the plot that we're going to talk about. Eventful episode. Yep. We got an elephant and pigs. We got an elephant, pigs, a trap door, and <laughs> oh yeah, uh, she's going to murder her husband with a hammer and pull out a metal atom symbol. Mm-hmm. 
And a really impressive fart from Ozymandias. And a really impressive fart. So that has been Watchmen episode 7. we got two more left. So join us next week for the next one. Uh, you can let us know what you think of the episode in the comments below. Like and subscribe. Ding the bell on YouTube. Make sure you get the notifications. Uh, you can support everything we do uh, by rating the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. It uh, helps us out. More people will find us that way. You can also support us financially, of course. Tara, how can people do that? You can check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV. Uh, we love our patrons, and they only have to give a dollar, and we give them a bunch of stuff. And if you want to donate more, you'll get credits for in the videos that we do, and you'll get bonus episodes of shows we do. Not this one, but of our movie shows. So check it out. What would bo- what would be a, what a bonus episode of this be anyway? Like, would it be us for like an hour just sitting here pitching all the possible Lubman movies we could make? Uh, mm, that'd be a good one. <laughs> Come and sit to Patreon. <laughs> the Love Man pitch. <laughs> we have to come up with a with a nine episode arc. <laughs> Love Man and the Love Man saves Christmas. <laughs> I'd watch it, but Lube I don't Man know what it is yet. And the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Love Man <laughs> and I don't know. You can't just pitch other movies. <laughs> you can. It's Love Man exploitation. Blue Man versus Predator. <laughs> I don't know why I said Lube Man exploitation, not Lube exploitation. Like a whole genre. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is us. Thank you. Uh, check out other stuff we've got, of course. Uh, movie podcast. Me and Tara do a science fiction movie podcast called The Atomic Cinema Experiment. So if you like us chatting, you might like that because we talk about movies and have fun there. Uh, you can check out Screams After Midnight, the horror movie podcast that I do with Tim, uh, or other TV reviews that we have. Uh, such as Mr. Robot right now that I do with Connor or The Mandalorian um, and there's more stuff coming soon because The Expanse is about to come back and The Witcher is about to start soon so uh, lots of big TV stuff coming so go check it out uh, but that is us thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching TV guys have you got any vanilla <laughs>